0: Well, good morning, folks, and I would like you to open your Bibles to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 10. I got such a big surprise this morning as I was going, as I finished uh, going through my sermon one more time uh, during my brekkie. And as I saved this message to my computer, The computer said, this file already exists, do you want to replace it or duplicate it? I thought, that's a bit interesting. So I had a look and I actually preached this same passage in April. In fact it was the Sunday after we commissioned the building on the Saturday. But this is a completely new message. I'd totally forgotten that I'd preached it. And so I think it's very interesting that the Lord has placed this passage on my heart again. Perhaps it serves as a reminder for us. I'm not sure. This is a completely different message. Same passage. Um, 2 Timothy ten three ten, And we'll read through to the end of 4, verse 4. Sorry chapter 4 verse 8 You however I know all of sorry I'll start again you however know all about my teaching my way of life my purpose faith patience love endurance persecutions sufferings what kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Antioch Iconium and Lystra The persecutions I endured yet the Lord rescued me from all of them in fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evildoers and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you have learned it, and how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. Uh, correct, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine instead to suit their own desires they will gather around them a great number of teachers and say what is itching what their itching ears want to hear they will turn their uh, ears away from the truth and will turn aside to myths but you Keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of the evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I'm already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I've fought the good fight, I've finished the race, I've kept the faith, and now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed his appearing so this is Paul writing to Timothy Tim was a young pastor and Paul was giving him some insights into pastoral work the ministry and so on we all desire uh, direction in our lives to some degree for the born again evangelist, oops, oh yeah, we'll start that one again. For the born again evangelical Christian believers, both purpose and direction can be found in none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in his second letter, Paul reminds Tim of his character, purpose, and passion towards Christ, and it is out of that direction, or should I say, Life direction is to be found. So, out of our character and purpose and passion towards Christ is where we find our life direction. Paul's way of life is made up of things like faith, patience, love, endurance, persecutions, and suffering. We are also no strangers to this kind of lifestyle. Yeah? We've all experienced faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution, and suffering, haven't we? Yep. Yep. We experience the ups and downs of life, just like anyone, just like the Apostle Paul. But also, like the Apostle Paul, and like Timothy, and like others, we have the Lord. And that's the difference. The Lord rescued Paul from persecution and none of us are strangers to persecution and so that means he will also rescue us in our hour or our time of persecution. Paul's instruction is to continue in what you have learned. In other words, hold fast to the faith. Don't back off from biblical instruction. We will always encounter persecution, but we must trust God and push through. What does push stand for? Pray until something happens. Okay. Pete told me that a while ago. Pray. Thank you, Pete. Pray until something happens. Okay, you're having a hard time? Pray until something happens. Keep it before the Lord. Push. Don't allow discouragement to bring you down. Hang in there. Remember your history with God. Oh, yes, I got saved. It was a revelation. God spoke to me. I remember that time. I was baptised. I came up out of the water. God spoke to me. Oh, they prayed on me. They prayed over me, they gave me revelations and prophetic words. Remember folks, when you're feeling a bit down, remember your history with God. It does have good parts to it. God has made the way forward for you. He did that. We celebrated communion. Through his son, God made the way forward for all of us. It's there. You just have to appropriate it. You know? Paul reminds us in verse 15 that the scriptures make you wise for salvation. This is done through faith in Jesus Christ. We have a responsibility to firstly understand scriptural teaching and secondly apply that teaching to our lives. If you're not going to apply scripture to your life then you're just a churchgoer. Seriously. And churchgoers don't get into heaven. It's only believers that get into heaven. You understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. I see major issues in the lives of many believers and if people would apply scripture directly to their lives they wouldn't be totally surprised, I mean they would be totally surprised by the blessings that follow. The biggest change when you give... Yourself 100% to God. The biggest change that I found in my life was the release from anxiety. And that was 34 years ago and I gave up smoking. I smoked because of anxiety. (laughs) Maybe that's a little extreme, but... You get the picture. And, folks, what is the biggest symptom of sickness that we know in the known world? Anxiety will bring it on. Yep, they're all linked. And so... there are associated blessings of being even more than 99.9% dedicated to God. I see those ads for the the hand wash stuff, you know. You always have to wash your hands twice. Do you know why? Because it says on the label, it only kills 99.9% of germs. So you wash your hands the first time, you've still got a 0.1% of, of a germ. So you wash them the second time, you're right. Uh, <laughs> That's factual theory. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't really know why I said that, but I hope you got something out of it. Okay, so there are associated blessings, but we need to be a hundred percent full on for God. Gaining favor with God is through obedience, right? Through obedience, not from me, not from you know, your neighbor or a nice Christian down the road, but through obedience to the Word, yes, God, but the revelation of the Word. You read the Bible, okay. you do your your morning devotion or whatever and you get a revelation from the word now you've got a choice am I going to respond to this? yes or no but it's through the response or the application of that revelation of the word is what will bring growth or change our life slowly by slowly as we as we get each revelation. I actually think Hillsong nailed it with their song or their album, Touching Heaven, Changing Earth. Mm. I, I, I really like that phrase. You reach out to God and he'll change you. You know? I really like that. I think that's clever. Deception is alive... And well within Christendom. We must sort out the difference, folks, between the goats and the sheep, or the sheep and the goats, whichever way you want to put it, and show wisdom through scriptural knowledge and understanding. And it's when we do this that we'll begin to grow. Can you respond to personal revelation and experience the personal growth that not only comes with that, But also that God is pleased with your steady growth, commitment and love to him and our fellow man. It's really about growth and commitment and the application of the word. And I talk about application of the word a whole lot every year, every year. And that's what it's about. If we fail to apply the scriptures to our lives, then we're just using up oxygen, folks. Okay, let's move on. Oh, the usefulness of Scripture. Folks, all Scripture is God-breathed. I like that. I like that statement of Paul. All Scripture is God-breathed. You know, like some people say, Oh, yeah, what about this verse here? Or, you know, that verse there? Or No. If you hear about people who chop scriptures out of the Bible, I tell you what, number one, it's a dangerous thing to do because you don't want to mess around with God or his instruction book. But if you discount this verse and that verse, or you don't like this chapter or this book, then where exactly are you going to draw the line? Can you, you, have, you have to say, well, it's all God's word except for this bit and this bit and this bit. And you can't do that. You either accept it or you don't. That's it. You either accept the Bible as God's word. God breathed. And we're all called to preach, this, preach the word. All scriptures God breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Now, I want to talk about this statement. It's divided into two parts. So the first part is we're told where Scripture comes from, and secondly, we're told what Scripture is to be used for. So when we understand that Scripture is God-breathed, we see all sorts of implications. I think this is really interesting. So, because Scripture is God breathed, number one, it shows us that God is sovereign. It shows us God can't sin. It shows that God is reliable. It shows that God is consistent. It shows that God is love. And as we interpret the, this information, we see the Scriptures are one, true. Two, the scriptures can be relied on. Three, the scriptures can be trusted. Four, the scriptures are free of suspicion. Now, processing this information gives us great confidence in God, which allows us to trust, believe, have faith, have reliance, and dependence on a God that cares enough to organise for our punishment for our sin to be taken by His Son, for us to live forever in His sin-free environment. That's the good news. That's the good news. But the second part of this statement was that Scripture is useful for something. So we know where it came from. We know who the author is. God And we know that God, the Scripture is God-breathed. And so the second part of Paul's statement to, to Timothy was that Scripture is useful for a few things. Teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Now, we have complete confidence in God and who He is. Sorry, now that we have complete confidence in God and who He is, We can get about the business of the ministry. And I define ministry as the outworking of Christian beliefs and convictions. So, as Christians, we have certain beliefs and convictions as understood by Scripture. When we outwork those things, that's ministry. That's ministry. Whether you're raising your kids or talking to the neighbour or going on a mission trip, whatever, if you're responding out of those convictions, that's ministry. And so, this is what Scripture is to be used for, both on a personal level and also on a corporate level. When we marry all of this information with Ephesians 4.11, and this is a whole other sermon, but Ephesians 4.11 says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers, we see that applied scripture will scriptures will tailor themselves differently to each person depending on the individual gifting An appointment that they have. And I can see a passage of Scripture, I can read a passage of Scripture, and I'll teach on it. An evangelist can see the same passage of Scripture, and he'll go down the street and do a rally on it. And the prophet will see the same passage of Scripture. And he'll prophesy into your life through it. And the pastor will see the same passage of scripture and he'll sit down beside you and pray and give you some pastoral care. And what does the apostle do? He'll read it and go and plant a church somewhere. (laughs) That's the same scripture but working through different giftings and the different appointments that God gives us. The challenge, folks, is understanding our responsibility to God and our responsibility to God's word. This passage of scripture is all about instruction and touches on personal behaviour traits as well as ministerial instruction. We are the messengers. We are the anointed ones. Oh, you heard people say Don't touch the Lord's anointed. Don't speak to the Lord's anointed like that. Folks, we're all the Lord's anointed. Okay? There's none Christians more special than others. I was in a a toxic church, church situation in Seymour many, many, many years ago. And we're at a deacon's meeting and I said something. And one of the deacons says, You shouldn't talk to the Lord's anointed like that. I said something very rude and cheeky, but I actually looked around and said, well, where is he? But we who are 100% have all been anointed by God for works of service. It's true. It's true. Don't ever put yourself down as a Christian. Don't ever say, oh, I'm not good enough. Don't ever say, I'm inadequate. Because truth is, we're all inadequate. But once Jesus gets a hold of us, it's not us anymore. But it's God working through us. we're the ones chosen by God to be the posties delivering God's mail to the world. (laughs) That's mine, that one. Okay. I want to finish up about preaching the word with a statement of who God is and a brief account of his power and attributes in chapter 4, verse 1. Paul gives Tim the charge of preaching the word. We're all called, and God has been calling on people throughout history to take his message to the world. Of course, we all have a free will. Yes, yes we do. We all have a free will, and we can exercise that free will just like Jonah. And Jonah did become a great preacher or prophet, but before he got to that point, he was just fish vomit. Yes. Okay? He was just fish vomit. Do you feel like fish vomit sometimes? <laughs> sometimes we do. But you let the. See what the Lord can do with someone who runs away? Imagine what he can do with someone (laughs) who says, hey, here I am, send me. So he's getting thrown overboard, folks. (laughs) Like at the end of the day, God had his day, didn't he? You know what's interesting about that story? Nineveh's not even Jewish. Jewish. And God was stepping out and bringing the gospel to people who were not even his chosen ones. That's pretty cool. That's what he does. That's what he does. Uh, you can say no to God, but really, what's the point? What God has for you is the best, not the worst, really. And I, th- I think... Part of our human problem is that we see or we tend to look at situations through our own eyes rather than saying, "Okay, Lord, it looks a bit crazy, but I'm with you. You know? So, firstly, we must be prepared. And Paul says be prepared both in and out of season. So listen to the preachings, attend the Bible studies, get clued up on scripture, correct rebuke and encourage and all of this must be done with great patience and careful instruction. To impact the world, folks our doctrine must be sound. Yep. To impact the world, our doctrine must be sound. We need to have a correct representation of God, both in our words and also in the way that we conduct ourselves to others. And that, that's really important. I, actions speak louder than words, don't they? Every time. Peter paints a thousand words. And So we need to be consistent, I guess, in our Christianity and in our Christian life. We need to take God seriously because it's a serious business. God is encouraging you, folks, to have a go. To have a go. And even Gary and Jade, and Gary losing his job, and now, and they get their certificates, it's kind of wacky, isn't it? But, but, God, no matter what the situation or the circumstance, God is encouraging all of us to have a go. Just have a go. Remember that with God, you never work alone. Your helper is the creator of the universe and all that is contained therein. Be encouraged to step out and allow the creator of the universe to not only be your helper... But he will fill you with his presence and equip you with every spiritual blessing, we told in Ephesians 1. This book is God breathed. What does that mean? What's the breath of God? Is it not the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. And so God pause into each one of us that same Holy Spirit that breathed this book into action remember the four points of this passage one purpose and direction two growth and commitment three the usefulness of scripture and four preach the word let me wrap it all up in 30 seconds folks. Keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist and discharge all the duties of your ministry. Allow God to pour you out like a drink offering. Fight the good fight, finish the race and keep the faith. Remember, there is a crown of righteousness to receive on the day of your glory. We all want to hear the words from God well done good and faithful sir let's pray heavenly father we thank you for this word of encouragement and instruction from paul to timothy we pray and ask lord that as you make your investments that you would invest in us. And Lord, we're serious. We're serious about the whole God thing, getting people saved, spreading the gospel, seeing the end of Matthew 28 become fulfilled, become a reality, perhaps even in our lifetime. I pray God that as you invest in each of us Lord that you'd fill us with your Holy Spirit empower us Lord we want to keep our armour on we want to resist the devil we want to go for God Lord the dangerous prayer is this Father do whatever it takes to get us On your side It might be tough But that's our prayer In Jesus name Amen Amen Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast If you download the Anchor podcast app And type Wattle City Church into the search engine You can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.